Hello? One? Two? Is this thing on? Great. What's up? I'm Powerfuse, a retired goblin sapper in Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Someone paid me to tell you about this channel, Arclight Insights, and I never say no to money. These guys have podcasts, guides, interviews, PvP tournaments, you name it. <laughs> You've got what you need here. All those marvelous creations are engineered by the folks at the explosive Prisoners of War Guild. So, if you like their mumbo jumbo, subscribe to the channel. <laughs> I did. I might even like it. Well, gotta go. Time is money, friend. Keep it real. Welcome, everyone. This is uh, episode 9 of the Arclight Insights podcast. Today we are a little bit short uh, in terms of hosts, but we managed to grab Slade to come give us a hand. I'm joined by Goregraph and uh, Slade. And today the main topics will be the fact that Onyxia was finally killed by Fieldsy, and also that there is a better wave coming with around 200 players. Uh, hello, Gora. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. Thanks, Spanner. Yeah, doing pretty good. Hard week at work. Glad that it's a weekend for sure. And welcome, Slade. How's your week been? Uh, exhausting. Taking care of a sick person is always draining, but it's it's. I'm good. Uh, I think I'm good. Sorry to hear that. I hope everything is okay. It's nice. Yeah, everything's right. I can imagine you, you are tired. It looks like you and Bloodwing have been very busy with the website and all that. But we'll touch on it a bit later on the podcast. Uh, just to say hello to Toasty. We hope that he's doing great in Canada. And also to Trixie and uh, Tapsnaps. Uh, sadly, they couldn't make it today. They had important personal commitments. But hopefully we'll see them here with us again uh, next weekend. So let's start with the... Uh, Great news that Fieldsy from our guild, Prisoners of War, he uh, managed to, with a lot of efforts, research and grinding, he managed to actually bring Onyxia down, which is great news for the community. Everybody was waiting to see what, what will happen when you kill Onyxia, and maybe it will be like a prompt for the developers to start to bring out more content to the rest of us. Uh, Gore, did you have a chance to, to see the, the video with the kill? What did you think about it? Um, well, first off, big grats to Fieldsy for being the first one that we know of to down Anixia. Um, I must say, so the fight was only the final phase that was recorded by Fieldsy. I don't think he was probably thinking that he was going to beat it. Um, but <laughs> At the end of that fight, he was dominating Anixia. He had so many troops out. Um, if you haven't seen the video, go check out the YouTube channel and you can see it for yourself. Yeah, Fieldsy was all over that fight, at the end of it at least there. Um, and to get there, I'm sure he had to play well. Were you surprised by the units that he was using or were pretty much what you were expecting? Uh, pretty much what I was expecting based on like when I've played him in PvP and for what he used in the tournament. You know, it was the Rend, Drake. I can't think of any of those off the top of my head. But they were definitely two of his strong, stronger and most well-played units in the tournament. Uh, Slade, did you have a chance to see the video? Like, w were you excited about it? Were you surprised? Is there anything that stand out if you watch the video? 
stand out? No, because I kind of knew Fieldsy is a beast. Is gonna, he's going to grind it out until he gets it. Uh, so I don't think it's surprising that he got it. I, what I think is surprising is how quickly he got it. Because, let's be honest, in the grand scale of uh, this game and like the, the closed beta being out, that's quite fast. And like the amount of focus put in this video, uh, I mean in this video, I mean in, in this fight shown on the video, is just marvelous. Like, I, I, just as Gora said, like he was all over Onyxia in the last, last, uh, last part of this video, right? It was amazing. And the other thing that I noticed uh, watching the video from Fieldsy is he was so quick moving around that screen. He was keeping an eye on every single lane all the time. Exactly. And, Focused. Focused. Yeah. And he knew what units were becoming his way. And he knew what unit he had to play to counter that unit. Where to place it. When to place it. He obviously knew the travel time up each lane as well. For me, it is quite impressive his skill, and uh, I bet for someone that doesn't didn't play the game yet, when they see what's actually happening in the screen and uh, the sort of uh, attention you need to pay and the multitasking that uh, uh, Fieldsy is doing there, I think if there was any doubts that uh, about the scope of the game, uh, they will be dispelled now because it, it to kill Onyxia, you can't just go and do it. You need you need to. Study the fight, you need to level the, the units, you need to know how to counter, like Gora just said, the placement. So, do not think that you're just gonna come and face roll the game because uh, the devs will be putting some challenges like Onyxia in front of you. They will require quite a lot of skill and, and persistence. So, um, who, who do you guys reckon will be the the next person in the community to to kill Onyxia after, after oh man first? don't don't ask me that it's either it's like choosing your favorite child you know but you, can, <laughs> you can't do it Gora, you you play you've played for longer so who is your who's your bet if you had to, to bet uh, on the next person who would where do you put your money well based on like the people in the community that I know, I think Gino is probably the next closest. But I mean, you have to put a lot of time and dedication into just grinding those levels up. I think Fieldsy's army was level twenty-eight ish, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, mm -hmm. um, and Onyxia is level thirty, so he was within two levels of Onyxia for his team. So I think that's sort of probably the goal for most people to be able to beat Anixia. Okay. So, I believe yeah. I believe that Gino is actually trying to do it with Jaina. Am I right? I think that's the perception I had. Yeah, do so last time I spoke to him it was a Jaina spell build, which would be really interesting to see if he can beat Anixia with that at about the same level as Fieldsy did with his team. And that will give us a good indication of how viable different builds will be because it can be com completely different to Fieldsy's build. And one of the interesting things as well is uh, I spoke with Fieldsy and I, and I asked him, can you uh, please try to kill Onyxia again so we can get the full fight to show to, to the community? And, <laughs> and uh, it's not as easy as that because now that he's fighting her, like um, after killing her, like there's a change in levels and 
and obviously the fight uh, tends to change after you kill it for the first time and you go again. He said that the unit's uh, timing and 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 uh, placements and everything is completely different now after he killed her. So he cannot just go and kill her again. And now he needs to research and learn again the fight because uh, it got shuffled and every is is different now. So it's like, which is something else cool about the game is that you can't just go and steamroll things again easily things will change and you have to adapt to them so that that's quite interesting that was something that fieldsy brought up in the play feedback on the official unofficial discord and i do remember one of the devs saying a comment about that so there was a question posed uh last month by soul reaver who asked, does Anixia have replayability like other campaigns, or is it meant to be a one and done for deal? And the Blizzard response from the developer was, for now, it is one and done. In the future, we want to award something to the leader that beats her, but we'll want to see how that plays with raids first. So okay. from the sounds of what Fieldsy's run into, it's the difference between like when you do the campaign mission um, through the campaign where you do it for the first time or redo it for your the conquest for the gold to when you get that same map but through the quest where the units are different and the map mechanics are tuned down normally in some way. It's an interesting thing I thought of when rereading re re it just then was that we want to see how that plays with raids first. So it sounds like there might be a special reward for the leader that you use the first beta raid. So and only for, only for the first leader, you are saying, yeah? Yeah, that's how it reads, because it says award something to the leader that beats her, referring to Anixia, in replying to the question. And then, but we'll see how that plays with raids first. Okay, that's interesting. So... Mm potentially your choice of leader might actually be even more significant if if this uh, will happen that you only get that reward associated with the first leader that you beat Onyxia. So uh, before we move forward, uh, Slade, is there anything else you would like to add about the fight? Any, any insights, comments on what you have seen and what, what an encounter such as Onyxia brings to the table to the game and and uh, and how can it affect the player base in the future how do you see it well there are a few things i'd like to mention and they're mostly speculation from what we've seen so far so don't take this as gospel it's just me spitballing ideas but my main main concern is that anixia could be changed before launch uh, mostly because, as Gora brought up, uh, they mentioned that for now it's supposed to be a one-time thing. And if you look at the promotional material for the game, Onyxia is the end-all, be-all boss of the game. Like, every promotional art has her in the background and there is absolutely nothing else. So it would be hard to sensibly make a boss that right now is going to be harder than her. But we need additional content, obviously. So what I think is going to happen is they're going to add bosses below her and make her harder. 
so that uh, the speed the speed of clearing her is first of all not, not an issue and i think the first clear won't come in the first three months that's at least my my view of that and i think additional mechanics are going to be added because um i have a feeling a lot of this stuff is work in progress um a lot of this stuff is not there she's challenging but she's uh, I, I feel like she's lacking mechanics that make bosses like her, like, truly grand, you know? If she's supposed to be the end-all be-all, why not add more stuff like you have in Raids and WoW, you know? Some special stuff that you have to take care of, instead of it being just a really, really hard fight. Um, but as I said, this might all be just absolute garbo, none of this might happen, everything could stay the same as it is right now, so who knows? Do you... Do you think that Onyxia could be, have more mechanics, but also become a uh, co-op uh, encounter on top of it, I like to make it more special? So, yeah, I do think so. What I was thinking in terms of additional mechanics, but I don't know if that's gonna... We have to like consider the fact that she needs to be different from raid bosses to like this to, to have a distinct section of content. They can't really meld together. And I think special mechanics could be held back for raids. Like, obviously, we're getting Molten Core. I think everyone knows that. That's basically basic knowledge right now. And the special mechanics should be especially prevalent with stuff like, let's hope, Ragnaros in Molten Core, you know? And uh, other bosses like Lucifer or Baron Geddon. So I don't know how you could make her distinct from raid bosses. I think someone brought it up previously that she might just become a raid boss instead of a normal encounter. Because that would make sense, right? Put her, put her in her own category to get beat and include the potential raid mechanics going to be, which we assume are going to be cooperative. That's a big assumption, but you know. Uh, and yeah, I think making her cooperative but having separate rewards for co-op clears than solo clears is going to be really fun. It's going to add more in terms of strategizing, you know, because when you, you do a first clear and assuming, well, it's not like, like that right now, but that's going to change, we assume. The fact that it's shuffles, it means that you can really replay it frequently. You have to relearn the fight, as you said previously, to... Um, to fight her again. What I think could be a good idea is instead of it like reshuffling for you to relearn the fight, it should not reshuffle, but you should seek other ways of beating her, like the cooperative version, which I think having it having separate rewards would be awesome. Like it would incentivize the fact that you okay, you beat her solo, now try and beat her with another person. She would obviously be jacked up because you're playing with two people. But it's going to be a different fight in the same vein, you know? So I think that's a good idea. I, I don't really like the re reshuffling aspect of it. Mostly because I came I come from a background of other mobile game that had raids and had bosses. Uh, and if we had reshuffling there, I think people would get really, 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 really bored with raids and bosses really quickly. Because they're like, okay, I beat her, barely. Now I'm gonna also try and beat her, but instead of beating her a bit less, barely, 
you have to again beat her barely because you've got reshuffled. I think it's a, I honestly think it's a working progress feature. Because if it's not, I'm gonna be worried, you know? Because people like field zip it in a lot of time and then you try and just beat her again for fun and you can't. There's just this obstacle. And there is really no, in my opinion, no point to this obstacle. Because it's not like you get more rewards for it. You just, it's just different. I don't know. This 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 whole aspect of it got me a bit confused, but that, those are my main thoughts on, on changes and what could be coming in the future for it. Okay, very uh, very comprehensive and interesting answer uh, reply there from Slade. Uh, bit the hot take with the fact that Onyxia might actually be uh, still be the hardest content, uh, being the difficulty being increased and uh, putting maybe some other raid bosses uh, before her in terms of difficulty. What about you, Gora? Do you think, do you agree with Slide or do you think that Onyxia is just a stepping stone towards raiding and there will be harder bosses um, ahead of her in this first wave of content in the game? It's a good question. Um, I'm thinking that raids will be similar to the dungeons in everyone should be able to complete it it will just be the level of the raid that will differ so for those that can don't know dungeons currently work with um levels if you don't complete a level uh bracket so say level 24 and you fail that dungeon run it will drop down to level 23. If you fail that, it will drop down to level 2 until you eventually complete it. Once you complete it, then you can work your way back up through the levels, gaining more valor as a reward. So if you complete it at level 22, then it will go up to 23. If you complete it at 23, 24, etc. So I'm thinking that raids will, be, will work the same as that. Um, because they unlock at like 60 skulls, which is still five skulls um, from finishing the campaign. And Nixia is level 30, so that's pretty close to your uh, level cap in the game, which will be level 31 if all your minis are completely maxed with XP, Valor, and Talents. So, and also Nixia rewards a spell for defeating her. So, um, feel a little bit weird having a Nixia be something that you down really, really far into the game. Is it feels like having a spell reward attached to her and not getting that spell for a very long time would feel a bit weird. But that's just my what I, personal well, take on that one. Into, sorry for cutting into you, but I, I'm going to forget if I don't say it now. You might be right. Like, the spell factor got me reconsidering, reconsidering it now. Maybe it's not the fact that they want to make Onyxia the end-all, be-all of the game. I think it might be like the WoW expansion, you know? Where each WoW expansion has the big bad. And like, the vanilla expansion for us would be Onyxia. But with the next big content drop, this end-all, be-all bad guy would change. 
and be someone else. And now it would make it would make sense to have a, have uh, the spell as a, as a reward, because well, you're gonna use that spell to fight the next content drop, you know. May I just ask regarding also before I forget, re regarding deep breath, we can see that the spell is quite overpowered for the gold cost, and it it makes a huge difference in PvP from what I've seen. Are you guys concerned with the power creep? In, uh, if you get like a to get to kill Onyxia and uh, the big advantage that you have in PvP using such an overpower spell, are you concerned that this will apply to rewards from uh, raids bosses, and there will be like a massive discrepancy in the in the sort of rewards you get, such as deep breath, and will af affect the balance in the game? And are you concerned about it, or if are, or are you confident that won't be an issue? Let's say, Slade, you go first here, I guess. I think that won't be a problem when the game gets more more people. Why is that? Well, I feel like if we're going by this, the, the, the structure of uh, progression that we have right now, I'm going to be kind of referencing other games because I think that's going to be more easy to understand what I mean. I feel like those bosses are going to be like um, uh, your equipment stepping stones. Uh, for example, when you beat Onyxia, this the spell you're gonna get for her is going to be the basis of your loadout for the next content drop, which is gonna be way harder. And this spell is gonna really help you not get stomped, absolutely. And is this gonna be a problem in PvP? I don't think so, because the amount of people that are going to get the spell is going to be minuscule at first and when more people are in the game the i'm going to cross my fingers the mmr is going to match you with people that are your level but obviously if you didn't beat onyxia you won't get matched with people who beat onyxia i think that's how it should work because this way you won't run into the problem where someone just beat her and is rolling you with deep breath you should not encounter those people if you didn't beat her already you know Okay, what about you, Gareth? Are you optimistic, like Slade, that uh, matchmaking will be advanced enough to match players that have deep breath versus time? And how do you see the, these really OP rewards being given from raids? Do you think it's gonna affect the balance in the game and the competition between players? Uh, well, first off, based on the balance, like we know of one person out of everyone that's got beta so far. That has deep breath. Uh, so the obviously the devs have tested this internally and probably in uh, like friends and family alpha or something, which would be extremely limited um, testing environment. And now we have one more person in that testing environment to test deep breath. Um, would this does it, will this become another arcane blast, arcane power? spell where everyone just runs it because it's the best um, at the moment, probably. Um, but as more and more people unlock this spell, there will be more data and information available to the devs to adjust balancing. So it could also be nerfed in some regards. Maybe the spell damage gets lowered. And in regards to unlocking the spell with it and helping in the next content, um, 
looking at the talents for it, uh, there's attunement. Allies caught in the effect, effect gain resist. So if the next, if the raid, first raid is going to be Molten Core, uh, everyone knows that Molten Core has a lot of fire damage, which is in translates to elemental damage in uh, war. So this spell with that talent could be very strong in helping you progress through the raid if it is Molten Core. So, so this could indicate that Onyxia could be a stepping stone towards Molten Core as a raid. And that spell is actually there for a reason. Mm, it's like maybe you could complete Molten Core, but you'd be really, it's challenging, you know. Um, and then you get deep breath with the attunement, and then that just allows you to progress through a few more levels in the raid if they have the level system in it. It could be interesting to see. Okay, uh, so we've covered quite a bit or about uh, Onyxie Kill, and uh, we spoke about like uh, we spoke about really interesting things, in my opinion. And uh, do you, uh, gentlemen, want to add anything else, or you want to move to the next topic? I think it was a pretty comprehensive coverage of the, the, the topic. I don't think I have anything more to say, except <laughs> good job to Filzy, damn boy. Yeah, yeah. He, he, all the guild is very proud of him. Enixia is the apparent like end boss goal of the game. Uh, I think they picked Enixia obviously because she's like a very well-known World of Warcraft character. She's been quite big, and they did resurrect her to bring her back in later expansions as well. So a lot of the player base knows her. And I was thinking, well, what happens if they add in other, like, one boss, raid bosses in from, like, World of Warcraft Classic? And it's like, oh, what other bosses are there? Lord um, Kazik. Uh, he's just a solo boss. Maybe he could be another one. And then you defeat him, and then it unlocks Legion minis to build on. That could be fun. Yeah, that, that's an interesting idea. Um, I would love to have the Legion, Legion family in the game. Lots of oh, demons. Yeah. That would you be don't... amazing for sure. It's like Enixia, you got a brand new spell. Defeat uh, Lord Kazakh, and you get a whole new family to play with. Wow. Uh, There's uh, Yeah, that is something that could probably work as well. Is it uh, if to avoid power creep? If, you know, maybe you could have some spells that. I'm not trying to complicate the game too much, but maybe you could have some. Abilities such as spells that are only usable on PvE or PvP if it helps them balance the game and avoid situations where a player that killed Onyxia, Kazakh and all that he shows up in PvP with like three minis that just destroy everything. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It and once again, it depends on the matchmaking and all that. I'm just... Probably is not such a bad idea if certain minis are only usable in a game format. We'll see. I think it also would be a good idea, uh, like other games do this, to have a different version, like a different stated version of a spell for PvP rather than PvE. Maybe it cuts out some effect or something else. I, I know other games do this because, or change the way that it works, just to be balanced. 
I think I think that'd be fair. Yeah, yeah, you have your PVE balance and your PvP balance. Um, they would just have to obviously make it very clear what stats apply to what in the game. Um, yeah. But I think in that regards, it would make balancing a lot easier for the two different game modes. The last thing, it will be interesting to see two players in PvP both with deep breath versing each other. That's where we'll sort of see like what's going on a little bit more, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, then the sk the skill will come into play, <laughs> because that you can use the spell in so many ways with the direction. You can use it. There is a video we put on YouTube on our channel, and in there you can see Fieldsy using using it in different scenarios and for different purposes. So. I think it's the kind of spell where you can really use your creativity to to get different outcomes out of it. So moving ahead, we have the fantastic news that around 200 players or so will be joining beta. This is a great news for people such as us here in the podcast in beta. We cannot wait to have more fresh blood joining us so we can have different people to play against and try things in pvp uh, also we want to we know how uh, excited they are to have a chance to play and we feel very happy for them how did you guys receive the news how do you think that this is an adequate number of people to join do you what kind of impact do you think they're going to have currently in the testing of the game how do you feel about it i'm super excited for them what is your take here well 100 people like compared to what we have, which we estimated, and I think that's a pretty good estimation seeing from just the activity, is about, well, like we have about uh, 100 to 900 people playing the game. So 200 additional players is a good and hefty chunk. And a lot of those people are going to be, well, most certainly, and that, I think that's pretty clever from Blizzard's side, uh, that they didn't want to send those uh, invites randomly to people who pre-registered because people who send the the um, contest entries are going to naturally be more involved in what's going on in the game. So they are going to be naturally more active. And I think that's fantastic. We need people to get engaged. We need people to give their feedback. And we need people to liven this party up, you know? I think that's going to be great. I'm very excited about this. And I think it's probably an ideal number of players. I think 300 will be a bit much because it's straying into the 50% mark. But, I mean, I might be wrong on that. So yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think when I first saw the 200 people, I thought that's definitely not enough. But Slade just sort of spitballing some estimated number of players around makes more sense. Obviously, only Blizzard knows the actual number, so I'm guessing they would have based off the number of invites of how many active players there are. I know at least there was one uh, friend back that I used to raid with in like Warlords of Drana, I think it was, who got a beta invite as well uh, from being in the Australian region. And I think after about a month, month and a half, he just sort of stopped playing and dropped off. Like, he enjoyed the game, but. You just didn't want to keep playing while it was in beta and the progress is going to be reset. So I definitely think 
the new batch of players being introduced will be great and interesting to see also how they progress through the game now that there's also a lot of information out there that they can use to streamline their leveling process if they so choose to and try and min-max everything. It'll be interesting to see how PvP goes when you introduce like new players into veteran players uh, where currently the there's no matchmaking so new players will be match made with a limited amount of minis that they can choose with probably no talents if they're sub 30 skulls or not optimal talents at least into players that probably have a very well-rounded pvp team so that's only sort of an issue though with beta until the matchmaking is introduced but i'm sure that will give the devs some information on how to do their matchmaking system better and what like if talents do they weigh more heavily or less heavily than the uh, player's level which would sort of indicate how long they've played the game things like that and the other thing is this will probably give the devs a good indication of how new players joining into an existing player base are like say after launch so you'll get a rush of all your dedicated fans that want to play the game first off and then later on you'll get you'll capture more and more people that like where the game pops up on their uh, play store or apple store and they see you go oh what's this this looks good i'll check it out um and then how will those people slot into the progress of the overall of the game and will they be at a disadvantage to long-term players or is it going to be quick for them to catch up to long-term players? Things like that. Yeah, um, I agree with both of you regarding your views on this uh, beta wave intake. I agree with Slade that 200 seems to be a, a fair number to the current situation and activity in the game. And, uh, and also I agree with Gora that uh, it's good that this time we will get players that have a much higher chance that will play the game for long. I hope that uh, a lot of the people that I see on Discord that have been waiting since the start of May for an, an opportunity to play, I'm 100% confident that this player will go all the way to finish the PvE campaign. They will grind all the way to kill them, Onyxia, mo most of them, because you can see the passion, the way they, they discuss the game, the way they get involved with the content being made there, the way they uh, fury craft um, in in the Discord channels, you see the the way they are so anxious to get the game and so excited with the opportunity to apply for the contest. I think the the way they designed the application was clever because even asking you to do a battle cry and and to answer to other questions, uh, they filter out the the kind of the lazy people that. You know, signing up for, for the game and all you have to do is click a button, say, pre-register. Any lazy person can do that and they don't really demonstrate that they will stick to the game. But having to fill up that form, come up with a war cry, that requires a bit more effort and you have straight away a higher chance that that person will also produce a bigger effort once they have um, an opportunity to try the game. Obviously, some of them, they will have a harder time in the beginning, as it was mentioned, 
especially in PvP with the lack of talents and playing against other players. But that will simulate a reality of the real launch because many players that will be below others in terms of progress. So that will simulate what will really happen. Some players with talents, you know, because the matchmaking will matchmaking will exist, but it will not be perfect at all times. It will not be an identical number of talents and and abilities between both players. There will be an approximation in terms of matchmaking. I'm just so happy. <laughs> like, I'm just so happy for them to see them coming in. And uh, and as um, I believe it was Gora, or I'm, I'm not sure if it was Gora or Slade, but one of the, them mentioned that they will have the ability now to actually uh, interact with better players that have more experience, to see some videos out there, to see some sort of, um, like even ArclightBase.com um, website, they will see some builds there already ready for them to test. They will have an opportunity to discuss builds in, in comments with the, the system they have in place there with the app, website. So I think these guys, they will advance very, very fast in the game because they are passionate people. They have more resources available. They saw other people fail <laughs> in the streams. So they will see, they will know what works and what doesn't. They will come up with combinations that nobody thought about yet in terms of mixing units. So really exciting times for, for the game with this wave intake. And I wish good luck to all of them. And I tell you what, Blizzard, Make make our day and just just give better to all of them that applied. Like if if you have if you can support it and and if it fits your strategy, just go ahead and give it to all of them. Why, why not? Just bring these people in. I think it's going to be a good thing for the game anyway. So you know, consider it. I guess. <laughs> I th I think some people need the beta because currently we have a theory crafting channel. And there's a few people that just spam builds in there. Like, are they just <laughs> obviously just sit on Arc-like base and they make builds and they can theory craft all day long, but they can't test them themselves. And I think it's probably driving them nuts. I think we know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. We shall not drop the name, but you're totally right. I think he definitely needs to get into the beta. By the way, I just want to say uh, like a random hello to Togger in the guild. All right, sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, because, yeah, the time and energy they spend in sitting on arc-like base and creating builds, I'm sure they'll probably be in next year, you know, like a month flat. Oh, yeah. I must you know. say, the, our entire database is mostly consisted of his builds right now. <laughs> like, if, if I give you, let me, let me just set, see if he beat his record. Let me go into his profile. While you do that, Togger is so funny. When I'm streaming, it will come up. Do this build, and then I'd like I, I'm two matches with this build, and he's already posting a link to the next one. <laughs> like, this like, man has almost <laughs> fifty. This man has almost fifty builds posted. <laughs> So, I mean, if you have some spare time, jump onto um, Arc like base, go have a look at these builds, and you can go through and rate all 50 of them. I'm sure that's going to take you like an hour yeah. or so. Uh, that could be a fun afternoon. Seeing oh, as he names his builds the most bizarre things, it, it might actually be entertaining. 
I think there was one, it was like German Shepherd or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I just saw that one before when I was looking through the theory crafting. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think this man, what is this this man is going to be Grom Circus Cycle, what is this name? <laughs> I tell you what, I'm actually scared of Togger. When he's like uh, two or three weeks in, if he gets the beta, I really hope he does. That man is going to be a beast. He's going to be, he's probably going to be beating Fieldsy everyone. Because oh. he, if he is as good, if he can walk the walk as he talk the talk, he's going to be unstoppable because he's so smart that the way he creates builds and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do, I'm just looking at the builds that he's put up and there's one named the Anti-Spanner Juggernaut. I like that build. Oh yeah, that's my favorite one. He's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And there's another uh, one, it, it's named, <laughs> there's a uh, Chubb put up one, Triple Ambush Bazooka Fist Worgen Extravaganza. <laughs> I mean, just what more 10 out of 10 for the naming of some of these builds, oh, guys. Can, can you please repeat that name again? Just pay attention to this. Okay. Triple Ambush Bazooka Fist Worgen Extravaganza. I mean, that's just, yeah. That's great. I love that name. Okay. Uh, oh, here's one by Spanner. Elwyn Forest Super Secretive Syndicate. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> Did you read the, the description of the build? The, yeah, do it do it after uh, the stream. <laughs> it's actually a story. <laughs> and Slade, uh, 10 out of 10 for uh, putting this onto the website. This, this is great. Yeah, I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah. If you didn't bookmark arclightbase.com yet, I, I don't know what you're doing because <laughs> these guys, they're going to dominate the resources in the game. They're just like, the things they're putting out there is just so helpful. Oh, and not only that, Bloodwing, he's coming to the streams now and he's giving us challenge when we are challenging. Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> so what cool. he sent you. And my, I, I told him, my man, you, you need to make this easier because some of them are just no, no. Like, Gora, did you have a chance to see that? Yeah, no, I was saying that. It's just no. There is one. He's giving us challenge while we are streaming, and one of them is get the killing blow with the kobold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can see a way of cheesing this. It's called do a dungeon, get the kobold past twenty-five I, I, levels. <laughs> I did, I did, I did, and, and I I did it on the first try with the kobold twenty-five levels. But then it was it was called the, it was classified as hard. Yeah, so then he changed it to harder. And he made me do it outside the dungeon. <laughs> oh, that guy. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, anything else about the, the better wave? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, it's good to see. I, I Like us, you both said, it's a great idea of Blizzard to do this. You basically had to search for the application and, like, to apply to join the beta so that already rules out most people so you're already selecting your dedicated fans and hardcore players that want to play this game and then on top of that you've given them i think it was five questions one written with the question of your war cry 
and so it does require a little bit of thought you can't just go click 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 done you actually have to type something in so i'm sure the 200 people hopefully there will be like 150 of them that will stay with it long term throughout the beta yeah because uh, some people i think they actually believe that the, the thing that will give them better in that application is the work right but let's be honest it's not is is uh, how they reply to the other questions that is what's going to show the blizzard team how valuable they will be in the in the better process like how how comprehensive uh, were the answers to the other questions and all that how long they've been following the game like gora mentioned so that pretty much wraps it up for uh this week uh can, again congrats to fieldsy for beating anixia and thanks to Fieldsy for showing us how the deep breath spell works. Remember to check out the YouTube video so you can see it for yourself. Uh, thank you to Slade for joining us. And remember to check out the website he is creating, uh, arclightbase.com. It's a great resource tool. You can jump on there. You can look at all the different minis in War. You can check out their talents. You can build your own decks. You can theory craft. You can share that with the community. And you can a title you can do a description based on how you believe the gameplay of that build would work and if you're interested and dedicated player that is looking to get into war or has beta access or hoping to get beta access and you want to join a great community come join our prisoners of war discord and uh, there's just a short application form basically to for a review of uh, the officers uh, just to get to know you a little bit better and have a chat with you and yeah thank you again for tuning in thank you Slade for joining us and thank you Spanner as well for being here and Slade uh, do you have any final thoughts? Thanks for having me just overall is I think it's really nice to uh, just theory craft and talk with people that are as passionate as you are about a certain subject and you know to test your metal in terms of the ideas for the future and what's going on in the game so yeah i'd say it was fantastic and thanks for having me so uh, there's not m much more to add after gora excellent um, description of the website and uh, and the guild thanks gora for promoting the guild so well Thank you, Slade, for coming to support us on such uh, short notice. It was nice of you to fill in for the other hosts. Also, apart from Toasty and Tapsnap, I also want to say send a hello to Chubb because he always does so much for us coming to support the podcast and, and the streams and everything. Just a personal thank you from myself and I'm sure from Tapsnap to everyone that's been going on the, on the streams, supporting us as well. And it means a lot to us that you guys take time to, to go there and, and, and motivate any, any, anyone trying to create content at grassroots level uh, covering the game. And um, I believe this was a really good episode. I think Gora and Slade were fantastic in the, in the discussions we had today. And uh, I thank you everyone for listening to this podcast and check our YouTube channel for other content. And uh, I wish you all a great rest of the weekend and take care of yourself and others. Bye-bye. Created on the 8th of May, 2022, the Guild Prisoners of War is a force in the Arclight Rumble community. 
we have a solid structure in place, with the roles of chieftains, taskmasters, elders, and wolf riders. Our discord is always active and our members are friendly, competitive, and knowledgeable. We will always challenge ourselves to compete in all content types in the game. If you think you got what it takes to be one of us, apply to our guild today. All the information you need is available in this episode or in the general podcast descriptions. We are looking forward to having you with us on the battlefield.